Hey, Sound Life Church, it's Pastor Caleb and Pastor Susie here to discuss the sermon, which Pastor Susie preached to us yesterday and did an awesome job, by the way. Thank you. Um, On the parable in Matthew 25, often known as the parable of the talents, Mm -hmm. one of those parables that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, symbolic stories, clues to the kingdom. But in Matthew 25, they're kind of future looking clues. Yeah. Pointing at how do we live in preparation for when Jesus returns? Mm-hmm. Um, something that in our like, I want it and I want it now. <laughs> it's all about me right now kind yeah. of a culture. We don't often think about our accountability to Jesus coming back someday. Mm-hmm. We think about the benefits from the first time he came, which yeah. is good, but not always that we're preparing for this kingdom that started, but hasn't come into fulfillment yet until he returns. So you brought out some really good points um, from that parable yesterday. Well, thanks. I, I, I totally agree. I think we don't think about the fact that we will be held accountable for what we do with what God entrusts us with. We're just like, hey, I'm, I'm living life day to day, right? And, and so, yeah, that's, a, that's something to really seriously take our time to consider. Yeah, I don't know if this is true. Of, if this may just be true of me, but I tend to be a little bit extreme about some of the principles of the kingdom, right? Like many of us are acquainted or we get acquainted with grace that God forgives us even when we don't deserve it for all of the things that we fail at. Well, sometimes taken to an extreme, you know, Dietrich mm-hmm. Bonhoeffer co- coined the phrase cheap grace. Yeah. We cheapen his grace by taking it for granted, by trying to take advantage of it, by thinking it kind of gives us a blank check to do whatever we want. Um, and we forget about the accountability piece. Yeah. I think when I put it in the context of any real relationship I've ever been in, any real relationship requires a balance of both grace and accountability, right? Yeah. Like my wife has to give me grace, um, more often than I like to admit. But if I never responded to her grace by being accountable to some of the things that build a healthy relationship, eventually that grace would run out. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, God, I don't know if you would ever say that God's grace ever runs out, but God does have standards that he saved us in order to help us live up to. Mm -hmm. He's given us everything from his son's life on the cross to his Holy Spirit, his word to help us do that. Uh, There's really no excuses. Yeah. And so that's what some of the end times parables seem to point us towards. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I kind of took care of all the things that were enslaving you. Now it's on you to live this life. Um, So I don't know that that grace accountability piece. It's more of a spectrum than it is one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see that in this parable with the servant who clearly thought his master. I mean, he had a lot of opinions about his master, but he thought that he was, he was, you know, what he did was enough, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I just, I'm returning what's yours and that's going to be enough. He was kind of relying on that grace yeah, where he had no responsibility at all. Absolutely. I loved how you brought out the, um, the attitude. We've all worked yeah. with these people. Hopefully we haven't been these people, but like, that's not in my job description. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even in recent years, there's been a lot of talk about like how hard it has been to keep people employed mm-hmm. coming out of COVID, yeah. things like that. And just this idea of like the job is supposed to make my life better. Yeah. I'm not necessarily supposed to make the job better. Yeah. 
um, it's a little bit, it, it's become an issue in our society. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not going to work in the kingdom. No. It's not. Did you like that picture I shared of you too? You had no idea. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, Which and worked perfectly because both you and Chrissy had no idea that that was being shared. Yeah, so. yeah. I've never really thought of myself as a mole hunter, <laughs> um, but you know what? Whatever it takes, right? I guess so. You can't I, say it's not in your job. Yeah. Well, and anybody that has moles taking over their yard or their church property, there's just this like this righteous anger that yeah. rises up and you like stop destroying yes. um, God's property, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, that was pretty funny. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, I have other moments where I'm not as, as totally. willing and able, right. We all do. Yeah. But I, I just loved how you talked about, we, we tend to have this bare minimum, like what's mm-hmm. the bare minimum I have to give yeah. to get what I want out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And that bare minimum, whether it's in a job or in a relationship or in the kingdom, is is not enough. Yeah. It's not an authentic form of love. Right. It's not an authentic ethical response. It's a bare minimum. Yeah. And that's never good enough. Yeah, totally. I think that's, I mean, it kind of relates to the mole story when you're like infuriated because you're like, you're in my property. Yeah. Like if that's the ownership we have of our faith and of what God has given us, like we're yeah. like, man, you know, the devil is working in the next generation, like get out. I'm going to take responsibility for them. So good. You know, like that's, that's the kind of things we're meant to have, not just about like our own little corner, but like all of what God has given us. Yeah. I mean, I've had different moments and seasons in my Christian walk where I've realized a pattern of sin in my life, Mm -hmm. not just like I had a bad day and, you know, and said something I shouldn't have or whatever. But when you start to see a pattern of like an attitude or a behavior or a habit and you, you realize, okay, that's not pleasing to God and it's reoccurring in my life. What's your response to that? Yeah. Are you like, well, God will forgive me. Mm-hmm. Or are you like, man, I belong to Jesus. Yeah. I cannot and will not tolerate whatever it takes. I got to root this sin out of my life before the devil takes more territory. Totally. Um, I think that, that it does apply. Yeah. Like our life is supposed to be God's territory and we should defend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of a different approach than I really talked about. You know, I was talking more about like the positive things that sure. we've been entrusted with. Sure. But I think that that's so true. Like we're entrusted to live a holy life. We're entrusted with like this new kingdom life of freedom yeah. we can live and yeah, not tolerating the sin in ourselves is Absolutely. something that we should we should be. Yeah, and and obviously besides even the relational peace with God, which we should be plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, the parable kind of attaches both rewards and consequences, yeah. <laughs> depending on how we navigate that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is um, awesome and exciting mm-hmm. that God has like this reward system. Yeah, He wants to reward like our making the most of what he's given us yeah. and stewarding well what he's given us. Like there's not, it's not just this duty. Yeah. There's actually some pretty great motivation there mm-hmm. to, uh, to do our best. Um, and also some pretty fearful consequences if we don't. Yeah, definitely the consequences. And then, yeah, the, the servant that, you know, doubled the five bags of silver got the one that the servant buried in the ground. So, you know, there is the master, has that reward for us when we sure. do, you know, when we do what we're supposed to be doing with what God's given us. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's interesting. And that, that reward can be both in eternity. Like sometimes we don't see the reward here in this life for our faithfulness and stewardship. And God promises, Hey, you will get that reward though. There are other moments where I feel like God does steward us with yeah. maybe more relational influence. Maybe it's more tangible resources and, and money or property or things like that, that we are meant to steward for the kingdom of God, not just for our own personal benefit. But yeah. in either case, reward can be in this life or in, in eternity, but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And pretty cool. I mean, he already entrusts us with everything. Everything that's good comes from him. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you, you do with that what I ask and I'll give you even more. Yeah. yeah, I think that's cool. And it's also like really, you know, humbling and like should put the fear of God in us that he's trusting us with things. So, yeah. 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 And thankfully we have, as we know, we have a master who says, hey, my, my yoke is actually mm-hmm. pretty easy. My yeah. burden's actually pretty light. It's a little, it's more about do we care? Yeah. Do we take him seriously? Yeah. Then it is about our ability to perform some like really complex task. Mm-hmm. It really isn't about that. It's about yeah. do we take the relationship seriously? Yeah. Do we, are we willing to discipline some of the areas that our human nature would get out of hand and instead steward that energy, that time, um, those resources towards the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, you know, I, I was at a, ministry conference this last week and there were quite a few missionaries um a lot of our assemblies of god world missionaries were at this conference and uh missionaries are such a such a great reminder to us of what the christian life really is like the fact that we are all still here Mm -hmm. living in a broken world though we're saved and belong to jesus is because god sees us as his missionaries yeah and the thing about missionaries is they give up what they know mm-hmm. and what is comfortable and often give up the opportunity for a much more comfortable life, a more profitable job, um, all these different things in order to go serve Jesus among someone, some other people group. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's often I, people in church are like, Oh, that would be crazy to be a missionary or like, wow, I could never do that. And we should probably change our perspective to say, oh, wait, we are supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to do that in our own culture. We're supposed to actually be a countercultural uh, presentation in our own culture of what God has for people. And I think that's maybe a good mindset for how to approach stewardship of the kingdom. Yeah. Is like, how am I supposed to do this differently than the world around me? Because I'm not supposed to just do it like everybody else is doing it. Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's, I mean, that's just as hard, right? Yeah. You, you just, you're in your normal thing and you're supposed to be acting differently. You're supposed to stand out. You're supposed to be the salt in the situation. Yes. And yeah, to do that, you know, I kind of reference like the culture of your family. Like, how do you steward that culture mm-hmm. well? And do you just kind of say, this is how we've always been? Or do you... Yeah. Do you steward it well and and look at it like it's that mission field totally. for you? Because it totally is. And yeah, just viewing all these spaces we're in yeah. as a mission field, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I, I have experienced a certain level of peer pressure in every job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. 
um, to kind of go with the flow and match the norm. Yeah. Right. And maybe I'm just an overly insecure person, or maybe everybody feels some level of that social pressure. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of part of human nature and community. But um, I think the question is, are we just giving in to whatever the peer pressure is, or are we um, lovingly representing yeah. the peer pressure of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I want to be like Jesus. I want to yeah. please Jesus. I want to steward today well for mm-hmm. Jesus. I want to say things and do things that actually are what Jesus would say and do or would want me to say and do. Yeah. Um, and I think if we lived that way, like, how do I, how do I make sure that whatever happens, I try to do what Jesus would want me to do most? Mm-hmm. We end up making generous decisions with our finances. Yeah. We end up sharing our time and not keeping it all to ourselves. We end up turning off the TV and investing in something more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, all those little things that can seem like such big, overwhelming battles. If we just prioritize the master yeah. and use the parable mm-hmm. and say, man, I really want to please my master today. Um, if your heart's genuine about that, you'll suddenly find that a lot of the other things begin to align. Yeah. And I think when you step outside of your comfort zone, some of those things don't come as hard as you think they would. Yeah, you know? like totally. Someone, someone was telling me after service that they had an opportunity to talk with a neighbor who, you know, they've known wasn't a Christian. They've yeah. known all these things and they've never, you know, been kind of like, you know, in your face about their faith, but sure. their neighbor knows they go to church and all that yeah. stuff. And they just had an opportunity in a conversation where their neighbor did ask them about things about faith and they were able to share as nervous and unprepared as they felt. Yeah. Um, and, and those are the opportunities when we're open, even mm-hmm. though, you know, you might not feel comfortable, like totally <laughs> comfortable and prepared and equipped to share. Um, God will give us those opportunities if we're looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it comes back to those. I mean, just such, such basic but important principles for the kingdom of life. What have we been entrusted with? Yeah. Relationships, resources, our own mm-hmm. personalities, all those things. And then how do we invest what we've been entrusted with? I loved those two points. You could, you could almost preach those again and oh, again totally. every week and we'd, we'd all still need to hear it. Yeah. Right. Um, and the challenge is to never get once you, once you come to some decisions like, Hey, God's given me this. I'm going to invest it in this way to not get lackadaisical yeah. to not for those of us that have been Christians for a while to not say, okay, that's good enough. Now. Yeah, exactly. Because it gets back to what you said about that third servant of yeah. God. I gave you yours. Yeah. You got yours. Yeah. Remember that one time I dedicated that one thing to you. <laughs> Remember that one season where yeah. I served for three years in a row and kids. Remember that mm-hmm. one time where I was really generous in an offering. Yeah. And, and if we're not careful, we end up, burying the talent yeah. of the future because of one good investment of the past. Totally. And as mature Christians, God's always calling us deeper. Mm-hmm. And and what that means is more sacrifice in the short term, but it also means more reward in the long term. Yeah. And can you imagine if the guy who God says, well, hey, you you got you use the five, you got five more, and now I'm going to give you an eleventh one. What mm-hmm. if he said, you know what? I'm I already invested the first five. I think I'm good. What, yeah. He would have been just like the first servant. Um, so we could slip into that mindset if we're not careful. And that's always a challenge to me. It's like, okay, God, you deserve more from me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I then was a sacrifice to give you yesterday. 
Yeah, it reminds me, you know, the verse, don't get weary doing good. You know, yes. for at the right time, we will reap that harvest. And even just like that idea that Paul says, like, we're running a race to win the prize. Come on. Like, we're running. And that's like a not give up situation, not, yeah. not phone it in, not say, okay, that was enough, you yeah. know. But, and I think that that's, uh, that's what I love about our church. Like, we're multi generational, we're, We've got seniors that aren't giving yes. up, right? They're love it. they're serving in the way they can. They're praying, they're giving, they're showing up, you know. Yes. And and that's really what it is for every generation. Nobody yeah. nobody's done yep. when they're still here. So Totally. Yeah. Totally. I think it's that is a good beautiful picture within our own church of what that can look like and let's be those kind of people. Yeah, absolutely.